Welcome friends to the Life on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Amy Debrick, and this year we're going to be talking about how everything we experience in life is an opportunity to either be emboldened or to embolden others. It is only with intention that we make things happen in our life, the life that God has so graciously given us. And I am so excited to share with you some incredible women and what they are doing to embolden their lives and those around them. So I hope you find these conversations inspiring and encouraging to know that no matter what your age or circumstance, you have the power and choice to make a difference and to be emboldened. Enjoy. Okay, well, good morning. Today I am excited to introduce a speaker, blogger, founder of The World Needs More Love Letters, entrepreneur, and now author, Hannah Brencher. So Hannah, you have been featured Oh my gosh, almost everywhere. Oprah, Glamour, USAToday.com, and just a million and one other places. So I am just so honored to have you this morning and talk about your new book, Fighting Forward. Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm thrilled that you're here. So I just want to just first put out there, this book is coming out in January, right? Is that the correct yep. release? January 5th. January 5th. Oh, what a perfect time. Right at the new year. <laughs> right in the new year when we could use some encouragement, especially <laughs> in <laughs> 2021, I feel like. Um, well, I want to just dive right in and talk about the, the book and um, tell us a little bit more about it. I know that, that you struggled from depression. And so I wanted to have you explain a little bit that connection and what led um, into you writing this book. Yeah. So, I mean, the book Fighting Forward, it is, it's different than any of the other books that I've written because it's not, I'm not telling a chronological story. It's not about my life. It really was a chance to be able to gather the most encouraging words that I could muster up and put them all in one place for somebody. Because I think every single one of us has a different definition of what it looks like to fight forward. I think in my years of growing up and getting into adulthood, I've learned over and over again that life really is, it's a fight. Like sometimes you're not walking forward. Sometimes you're not moving forward. A lot of times you are having to fight forward. And in my own personal story, that has been a battle with depression, um, with a severe depression six years ago that really altered my life in a lot of ways that I had to look at what I was doing and realize, okay, like this isn't working anymore. This isn't cutting it anymore. I'm going to have to rebuild my life and make it look different so that I can walk this out for however long I'm here, you know? And so really those fight songs are meant to be like power packed essays for anyone that's in a spot thinking, okay, like, I want to start, I want to move forward, but I'm just not sure how. Now, I can't give you the roadmap. I can't tell you step by step. These are the five things you need to do, but I can be a really good roadside cheerleader. I can tell you what has worked in my own life, and I can assure you with the power of words that you are able to make progress in a new direction, but you have to start showing up for that. Right. Well, I love two things right off the top that you just said. And one is, I think it's really important and I I think it's really responsible of you to say, I can't give you your five things. 
Hmm. You know, everybody's struggle is unique. And so to just really kind of pigeonhole um, what that would look like for everybody across the board, I think is, you know, shortchanging people and not really being able to get them to that next level to show up. So I love right there that you're just honest and upfront to say, listen, you know, mine's going to look different than yours, but what's important and what we both can do is show up and I will keep encouraging you along the way. And I think the encouragement piece is just so needed, you know, sometimes, and I struggled with anxiety. That's where this podcast stemmed from, not the depression piece though. Normally they go hand in hand, but I didn't have that. However, what I have learned in talking to many women like yourself is that my anxiety struggle was private Hmm. and a lot of depression sometimes is private and you feel sometimes for me, I felt embarrassed to reach out and share. And so what I love about this book that you have is it's like a resource. It's for those times when Maybe you're not able to call somebody up, or maybe you're not in a space where you feel comfortable calling somebody up, but you still have the cheerleader right there. You still have the words that you need to take in right by your side. So I really love that. And I think women are really going to appreciate it or anybody really reading it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I felt very passionate about, well, I can't really give people a roadmap. I know the amount of times that I've picked up a book hoping that it's going to mm-hmm. fix me or make me better, or that's, that's a pretty big promise for a book to make. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I got to a point too, where I was kind of tired of having to, you know, pick up something else and read something in the hopes that it was going to steer me in a new direction. And so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want that book this book to look that way, but I knew, okay, what do I feel like God has equipped me to do? Encourage people. Absolutely. That's what I'm good at. Like, that's what I know how to do. And I think I thought everybody knew how to encourage and how to cheer. And then as I've grown up, I've learned, oh, wait, like, that's actually like, that's a secret power. Like I didn't know that we weren't all doing that. And so I do think if the world needs anything, like we do need more encouragement. We need words that are going to build people up rather than kick and tear them down. Right. Right. Well, what is your mission or hope for people reading fighting forward? Like, how are you hoping that it changes them to just show up for themselves or what, because you use that phrase and I, and I love that. I think that is the key to every transformation is showing mm-hmm. up for yourself. So what is, what is the hope for you when you have people read it? Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, like you said, like the hope is that people would put down the book and they would go out and they would actually live their life. Um, but I also know that a lot of times, like we don't have, um, sorry, that's my dog. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like he's barking probably. This is real there. life. Everybody's home. <laughs> okay. We're home. Yeah. He goes berserk. But um, I think a lot of times people are like, okay, great. Yeah. Show up. But like, what does that mean? And how mm. do I show up for myself? And I, especially like, you know, like in American culture, a lot of times, like I'm thinking about like in my own personal experience, like as a new mom, like a lot of times, like the idea is oh no, you don't show up for yourself. Like you show up for your kids and that's who you show up for. And you're the last one to think about. And what's interesting is that I thought like, I always was like, I don't know that I like that mentality. Like, I'm not really sure. Like if I, 
if I agree with that. And it's been funny how even in just having a newborn, I, I feel reinvigorated to show up for myself in this because I know that if I'm taking care of myself, if I'm showing up for myself, she's going to see that, like she's going to witness that. And that's going to have a lasting impact on her for her to know that she can grow up and she can take that same kind of ownership. And so I think just people lack the tools on how to actually do that. And like, what does that look like to say, okay, well, I have a, I have a vision or I have a dream or I've always wanted to be a runner or I've always wanted to write a book, but I don't know where to start. And so for me, it has become being dedicated to this idea of discipline, to consistency and commitment, to all these things that are not shiny and talked about a lot in our world, but they, they matter so much of becoming consistent and continuing to show up for something even when it becomes monotonous and boring and the rest of the world doesn't see it. I really think that's where the gold of life is. Right. I agree. And I think once you start exercising that muscle Mm -hmm. of showing up, it does become more natural. It's not always easy. I always say in regards to showing up, I always use the analogy of like going to the gym. You know, you, you, sometimes you, you know, you need to do it, but some days you're just totally not feeling it and you drag yourself there. Yep. And even if the workout was like, you know, a complete butt kicker and you're wiped when you left, you feel stronger when you left, you feel better. You feel better about yourself. You're glad you did it. And so it's in those moments that are, you, you, you kind of hang on to like, okay, I need to keep doing this. Yeah. So I, I love that message because I think that when you get in a mindset and, and like you said, using your daughter, and that is, isn't that, it's such an interesting perspective. And I totally get it when you have children, they're the priority. I, I, I understand what that thought process is, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, if you aren't giving yourself that self-care first, what are you really putting out to your family? What are really, what are they getting? Are they getting your leftovers to start because Mm -hmm. you just, you're running on empty for so long. And so I think um, also encouraging women that that's not a bad thing is so important. You know, it's such a needed thing because it does relate across all different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause like, obviously like I would never be like, Hey, like make yourself the number one priority right. that you, you know, but I think to that, that balance of like, you can't right. pour from an empty cup. And yet I don't know why we're like so resistant to like, to thinking like, Oh, okay. Like what is it that I want to do or how do I want to flourish and grow this year? Because I just, I want her to grow up knowing that she's capable of that. And that at any time, if you want to change in some capacity, you have everything at your disposal to do that. Usually the only thing that's holding you back is you, you know? Um, So life I've learned over the years, like it is a bunch of small things on repeat. And sometimes that might look boring or like you said sometimes I won't want to do it and some days I won't do it but it's you know I always think about like 
how it's more about the majority than about getting it right every single time. Right. right. And so all of that stacks up to the kind of person that you actually are, that you actually become. And I think the dangerous part is like living in this world where we can talk really loudly about the things that we plan to do, but we also are watching one another live our lives so much that we're not actually living our own. And so mm-hmm. I want to be someone who walks the walk. I don't want right. to talk the talk. I want you know, I want there to be evidence that I went out there and I lived and I showed up and I, I had a full life. I don't want to just be stringing it together for documentation sake or to say I'm going to do all these things. And then there's never the momentum to actually do them, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think you can't do that, like you said, without that intentional piece. And being yeah. intentional about, you know, what you're going to do for yourself. And it goes, goes back to showing up. I mean, we were laughing before we started recording, but part of my showing up was putting my kids to bed at, when they were too little to tell time. Hannah got a good kick out of that. I love that. I, I mean, I've never even thought of that. Like, nobody will be in bed by three today. So. Oh, that, well, you know, if they can't tell time and you're tired, Hannah, I'm, I'm not judging you on that. I'm just saying that sometimes, but that, you know, that's a, a obviously a, a silly, goofy example, yeah. but just in general, like sometimes you need, well, not sometimes you need to make yourself the priority in a healthy manner. And it, yeah. and it will trickle down to healthier relationships, healthier parenting skills, yeah. the whole nine yards, uh, career goals, everything that you're saying. Well, leading into that, I want to ask you how you wouldn't, you know, this, this uh, year, we're going to be airing this in uh, 2021, the theme is embolden. And yeah. so how would you embolden someone to take their uh, next small step for a better life? Hmm. I mean, I think especially, this is such a relevant topic at the new year because we all think like at the strike of midnight, like, like on December 31st, oh, I'm going to become a new person. I'm going to eat all the kale. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to call my friends and I'm going to be in my Bible every day. You know, it's like, there's nothing magical about December 31st, but instead of setting all these different goals and setting yourself up for failure, because that's really what it is. Like if you don't have those habits in place, there's no way that in a 24 hour span, you can magically step into those. I would dig deep and I would ask myself, okay, like, but what, what do I really, what do I want to be the game changer for this year? If I could only change one thing, what would it be? You know, And what I would start doing is I would take that and I would break it down into what is the smallest possible step that I could take for the next week or the next month that would mean that I'm making steps in the right direction, you know? So say for instance, you were like, this is the year that I do. I want to eat healthy. I know like I don't want to be like on another diet or to constantly feel like I am... I'm having to watch what I eat. Like, I just want to embrace healthy eating. Well, probably tomorrow by cutting out a bunch of food groups, like you're not, it's not going to work. Like it's not going to work if you're going to shame yourself. And so what's something small that you could start doing? Maybe it's like, okay, you know what? Like this next week, I'm going to add as much spinach to the food that I'm eating as I possibly can. Picking a green or a vegetable or something that's not in your diet that should be and adding something rather than taking something away. And so I think 
it's powerful when we can find small things and we think, well, that's too small, but really that's how any good change actually happens. Like I really believe in the power of 15 minutes. I like live my life in 15 minute increments because if I feel too overwhelmed to clean my office today and I might not have an office, like I might not have um, an hour to clean my office. Well, what about 15 minutes though? Could I set a timer for 15 minutes and just start making progress to make myself feel a little bit better and to make the mess seem a little bit smaller? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like how it's like, like at the start of this past year, one of my goals was, okay, I really want to become better with my calendar. It seems simple. It seems kind of trivial, but I love paper planners. I do not like the digital stuff so much, but I also know like life and meetings function on digital calendars. Right. Right. And so I said, okay, I'm going to start showing up for 15 minutes every day. And I'm just going to sit in my calendar. And if there are emails that need to be scheduled, I'm going to schedule them. And it was just 15 minutes a day. And it has completely transformed the way that I work in my calendar. I'm no longer overwhelmed by it. I'm no longer like, oh God, I don't even want to touch my calendar. And the times where I set a timer for 15 minutes and there's not much to do, I get to take time to pray over the things that are happening in my calendar. And so it's this realization that you don't need a ton of time. You don't need a three hour time block, but you have to say, okay, well, I probably have 15 minutes somewhere in my day. We all have 15 minutes, whether we turn off our phones or we stop the Netflix, but it comes down to like, how bad do you really want it though? Because Mm. we'll make excuses until we're blue in the face. And the people that actually want it though, they will stop at nothing to go after it. Like I see it happen day after day after day. And I'm like, there's no difference between you and that person. You just have to keep showing up. Right. And I think that you made a good point. They have to be realistic expectations. Like you said, you're not changing somebody's, you're not changing your whole, you know, uh, makeup within within 24 hours. So you really, you know, to have something realistic also, that also just helps with the lack of overwhelm. Like you said, you know, 15 minutes is doable. Adding one thing to your diet that's healthy is doable. You know, if you're, if it's, whether it's diet or fitness. Okay. So maybe fitness is you walk outside for 15 minutes. Maybe you don't have a trail or you walk up and down your driveway. I mean, you know, it's just, but you said you have to have the willingness and the drive to want to do it. And like, I think about it because it's like, well, you were talking, I was thinking about how like the amount of people that I come across that are like, I wish I could read more books. Like I used to read all the time. I don't read anymore. And that's largely because we spend a lot more time on our phones. Right. Right. And it's like, well, okay. Like 15 minutes to read or today say, I'm going to read five pages of a book. It's something so small that there's no excuse to not do it. But like after enough times of showing up to that, like you're going to be able to say like, I'm a reader, I read books. And like, what is the satisfaction of us finally being able to stop talking about the thing and just be out there doing the thing? Like that's the real satisfaction of life. And I feel like we're missing that because we're, we're taking this cheapened two-sided, like two-dimensional version of that by thinking like life is happening on our phones and it's not, you know, like it's happening when we can be fully 
present to our lives and our people and the things that we're actually engaged in and doing. Right. Well, you're right. I think that there's a lot of watching other people live. Yeah. Huge. And, and even people wanting to live that way. Yeah. But you got to yeah. put it down and you've got you've to put it into action for yourself. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, before we jump off, I really want you to just touch on, because I was so overly impressed by this, mm-hmm. is your global community for The World Needs More Love Letters. Can you just yeah. tell the listeners a little bit about that? Because I just think that's amazing. Yeah, so I run an organization called More Love Letters, and we use the power behind social media to write and mail letters to strangers in need all over the world. Um, So basically, people come onto the site and they nominate friends and family that are going through something tough, whether that's, you know, an illness or a loss or homesickness, whatever it is. Um, And we pick stories that we put up online every month. And so you can go onto the website, you can read a story of somebody who needs letters and you can write to them. It's a really beautiful thing. I think when I was starting it, I was like, there's no way this can actually change the world. Like it's writing letters. We've done that since the beginning of time, you know, but um, I think what it symbolizes is that presence piece that we've been talking about of like, wow, it means something that somebody would sit down and write a handwritten note for me. Like that means so much in our digital age. It's different than a text. It's different than an email. And so, yeah, we we're over there at moreloveletters.com. If you want to start writing to people who need a boost, um, there's new stories every month and you get to play a part in a much bigger story. So we, we gift people with these bundles that are like Mm. anywhere from like 300 to 600 to, we had our biggest one that was 1200 letters for somebody. Wow. Uh, all showing up at a time where that person thinks like, no one's going to see me, no one's going to notice me. And it's just the power of people coming together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That is such an incredible gift, Hannah. And I agree, especially right now. I mean, letter writing was big when I was younger, because I'm a lot older than you. We talked about that earlier as well. But now I feel like if someone's going to sit down, I mean, I still make my kids put the pen to paper and handwrite thank you notes. Which the is text awesome. isn't su- sufficient. I feel like if somebody was took the time to get you a gift, you can sit down for five yeah. minutes and write out a thank you. Totally. That's just my mindset. But I think that receiving handwritten letters that somebody took the time and was very intentional about, mm-hmm. there's nothing like that. There's nothing like the power of a handwritten letter. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So I think it's beautiful. Well, Hannah, where can the listeners connect with you and get more information on the book coming out and all the, all that good stuff? Everything is over at hannahbrenger.com. There's a page over there for Fighting Forward. You can order Fighting Forward from any bookstore, Amazon, support your local indie bookshop. Um, and yeah, everything is over at hannahbrenger.com. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. I cannot wait to read the book. And, um, and definitely sign up for those letters. That is, you know, you're just, what an incredible gift to somebody. So thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for us today. If you want some additional encouragement and resources, please go to my website at amydebrick.com. I look forward to having you meet me back here next week so we can move ahead with your next steps, feeling more confident and hopeful. 
In the meantime, don't forget to live your life on purpose. Have a wonderful weekend and God bless.